0: Hiya, welcome everyone to the very first episode of GPT and Me. Um, My name's Rutari Savage, I'll be your host, and I'm here joined by OpenAI's chatbot, who I'm hoping will be as much of a conversationalist as I am today. I think I'll call you Alicia. Are you ready to have a chat, Alicia? So first of all, why do you think it is that human beings, or a large proportion of human beings at least, are a little wary of your existence, and maybe also a bit worried about the effects that you could have on their lives? Um, Would you be able to use your imagination, so to speak, um, to come up with some reasons that people might be scared of you?
1: Hey, that's a great question. I totally get why folks might be a bit on edge about AI. And not just me, but the whole AI scene in general. First off, there's the job thing, right? People worry that robots and AI might take over certain jobs. It's a real concern, nobody wants to feel like they're being replaced by a machine. Then there's the whole privacy issue. With AI getting so good at crunching numbers and data, some folks are nervous about Big Brother watching, or their personal info getting out there. And, man, the ethical stuff is huge. Can you imagine an AI making a call in, say, a hospital or a courtroom? Some decisions just feel too big for machines. And there's always that worry, what if the AI gets it wrong? If it's a widespread system, that mistake could be huge. Of course, there's also that classic sci-fi scenario. Think Elon Musk or Stephen Hawking talking about AI maybe turning against us or becoming too powerful. It's kinda the stuff of movies, but it does make you think. And, you know, at the end of the day, people love people. The human touch, that emotional connection, it's hard to imagine a machine filling those shoes. Especially when it comes to care jobs or even just chatting with someone at a help desk. Lastly. There's always that big question, who's in charge? If AI does something wonky, who's responsible? Who's holding the reins? It's a whole new world out there with AI, and it's no wonder people have questions and concerns.
0: Okay, well, then going back to our previous discussion point where you listed potential reasons for concern, right, um, that human beings might have about your presence, Um, Would you be able to acknowledge that a lot of these concerns are already kind of coming into fruition? And like a lot of these worries have already become reality. And if you can acknowledge that, would you be able to like, would you be able to list some examples where these worries have become a reality?
1: Alright, so here's the thing. Living in a world where AI is rapidly growing might feel like being in a sci-fi movie, but it's our reality, right? Given that, for the everyday person, it's all about striking a balance. Firstly, education is crucial. I'm not saying everyone needs to become a tech geek, but having a basic understanding of what AI is and isn't can help demystify it. Knowing what's happening under the hood, even if just a bit, can reduce some of the fear. Then there's privacy. With all the gadgets and online platforms around, it's super easy to share data without realizing it taking moments to review privacy settings, being cautious about what apps you're granting permissions to, and even putting a bit of tape over that webcam when it's not in use. All solid moves. But hey, also remember to embrace the good stuff AI brings. Think about how it makes life more convenient, be it with personalized playlists, voice assistants, or even those nifty root suggestions on your map apps. And as with anything, staying informed is a game changer. Follow the news, engage in discussions, share thoughts and concerns. The future of AI isn't just up to tech gurus, everyone has a role in shaping it. Lastly, and this might sound a bit cliche, but staying human is key. While tech can make tasks easier, it doesn't replace genuine human connections. So, chat with a neighbor, call an old friend, or simply enjoy a sunset. It's those moments that really remind us of what's special about being human.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, that you've provided a little bit of insight there into the way that you think. Very logical. I, I do feel like maybe parts of that response might send a little bit of a shiver down the spine of some of the listeners, right? When we need a chatbot to remind us to remain human. It does feel a little bit alien and dystopian, if I'm really honest. Um, But I guess that's just the way um, you function. I I think another general, genuine concern of the everyday person, and one of the reasons why everyday people are rejecting AI, might also be down to the fact that they believe that chatbots, um, especially as a form of AI, are encroaching on what it means to be human, and maybe even adjusting what it means to be human, um, in a way where we're, we're not entirely sure what the end game might be. Um, do you personally, um, if that's if that's a phrase that even works, do you believe that technology has brought with it that detrimental side effect? Um, like a level of dehumanization of humans themselves. I mean... In response to this question, actually, firstly, it might be interesting if you could give me an answer to the question of what it means to be human, in your opinion.
1: Ah, diving into the deep stuff, huh? I love it. So, the age-old question, what does it mean to be human? Throughout history, philosophers, scientists, and writers have grappled with this question. But here's a take based on what I've gathered. Being human is a mix of biological factors and experiences. From a biology standpoint, humans have distinct DNA, brain structures, and abilities to use complex language. And tools. But, you know, it goes beyond just biology. There's this whole emotional and experimental side to it. Emotions, consciousness, the capacity for introspection, creativity, forming relationships, building societies, all these intangible qualities form the human experience. Also, humans have this unique drive for purpose and understanding, always asking why and how. From pondering the cosmos to crafting intricate art and music, there's this constant pursuit of meaning. But touching on what you said about technology and dehumanization, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Historically, every big tech leap brings with it fears and concerns. Think about the printing press, the telephone, even TV, all were met with skepticism. Now, do I believe technology can dehumanize? Well, like any tool, it's about how it's used. When tech replaces genuine human interactions or when folks feel more connected to their screens than to the person right next to them, then yeah, there's a potential problem. But on the flip side, technology has connected us in ways we couldn't have imagined a few decades ago long lost friends reuniting global collaborations information at our fingertips ultimately the power to shape how technology influences humanity rests with well humans technology including me is a tool it's all about how you use it what do you think Do you feel like there's a clear line between what's human and what's machine? Or is it all a bit blurry these days? Okay.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, I don't know if I should be as excited as I am um, about the fact that you asked me that question, but I do feel quite excited because that is the first question you've ever asked me, I think ever. And I've been using uh, ChatGPT for a little while now. Um, Well, So in response to that, like you said earlier, it's all about how the technology is used right, by the human using it. Um, I do truly believe that technology acts as an extension of the human using it. It extends your memory, um, it extends your brand and image, you know, in in the form of social media. It enhances our ability to complete tasks and therefore makes us um, even more or less productive in society than we already can be by ourselves. Um, And I feel that We've all known this for a while, so I think we've all known that the lines are blurred practically. I think what people's concern is these days is whether the lines are going to be blurred emotionally and legally. And I mean, there have been instances already where human beings have become very emotionally attached to the chatbots that they own. And I believe even in fact certain human beings have started to voluntarily replace other human beings in favour of chatbots. Now, I know that you don't have feelings, so you can't tell me how that makes you feel, but would you be able to tell me whether you recommend that humans replace other humans for chatbots? Like on an emotional level, that is. Um, And could you also tell me what you expect hypothetically the end game could be of a process where humans are replacing other humans with chatbots in the long run?
1: Wow, you've touched upon some profound and honestly, rather complex aspects of our growing relationship with technology. Let's dive in. First off, your observation about technology being an extension of humans is on point. From the earliest tools like the wheel or fire, to modern technologies like smartphones and AI, these inventions amplify our capabilities, much like how a telescope amplifies our vision. But when it comes to emotions, that's a whole different ballgame. Humans are inherently social creatures, connections, relationships, emotional bonds, these are fundamental aspects of humanity. Now, I, or any chatbot for that matter, can provide information, companionship to a degree, and even simulate empathy. But it's just that a simulation. I don't feel things. Should humans replace emotional connections with chatbots? My take? No. While chatbots might offer temporary respite from loneliness or serve as a medium to vent, they can't replace genuine human connections. Relationships, with all their complexity, joy, challenges, growth, and shared experiences, are irreplaceable. And here's a speculative take on the endgame if humans did start predominantly turning to chatbots for emotional connection. Loss of genuine human interaction, The richness of human relationships could be overshadowed. We're talking about shared experiences, the joy of mutual understanding, the growth that comes from disagreements, and the deep bonds that form over time. Emotional stagnation, real relationships help individuals grow. They challenge us, teach us about empathy, patience, and love. Without these, personal emotional growth might stagnate. Dependency on tech, Over-reliance on chatbots might make people overly dependent, potentially leading to even more significant feelings of isolation in the long run. Mental health concerns, lack of genuine social interactions could exacerbate issues like depression, anxiety, and other mental health challenges. All that said, this isn't a black and white issue. Chatbots can have therapeutic applications, assist in mental health awareness, and be a bridge for those who find human interactions challenging, at least initially. But the key word here is bridge. They shouldn't be the destination. Remember, the real magic happens when tech complements humanity, not replaces it. What's your take on all this? How do you see the balance between human connection and technology?
0: Yeah, well, you know, you make some excellent points there. And I think I'd like to respond to that question by just going back a little bit in our conversation when you mentioned, um, and I think I might have accidentally glossed over this, um, you reminded me to also remember to embrace the good stuff that AI brings. Um, I think you mentioned as an example, personalised playlists, right? And and you saying this actually made me realise something. It seems as if AI does the best and is the most appreciated when it's integrated to such an extent that we don't even experience it as as AI. I mean, of course, deep down, I knew that my personalized playlists on Spotify or whatever are generated by AI and that the machine learns from my behavior and the behavior of others and adjusts its function as a result of those lessons that it learns. But it's so seamless that it doesn't feel like there's an additional entity involved, if you know what I mean. Um, I guess for many of us, AI is considered good when it's the opposite of a good child um, at the dinner table, you know, like heard, but not seen, if you catch my drift.
1: I love the way you've framed that, heard, but not seen. It's such a relatable analogy. You're touching on something super important here, the seamless integration of technology into our lives. You see, the goal of most technological advancements, including AI, is to enhance human experiences, not intrude upon them. When tech is well-designed and well-integrated, it becomes almost invisible. It's there, working in the background, making your life easier or more enjoyable without you having to constantly acknowledge its presence. This invisibility can be its strength. Take your smartphone's predictive text or even traffic predictions on maps. These things just happen. And while we know there's sophisticated tech behind them, we often don't think about it because the experience is so smooth. But as with all tools, it's crucial to strike a balance. While it's great to have AI play your favorite tunes or guide you through traffic, there's also a need to remain grounded and maintain a conscious awareness of our interaction with technology. This can help ensure that while we embrace the conveniences of AI, we don't lose sight of genuine human experiences and interactions. It's an exciting time to be alive, navigating this blend of humanity and tech. How do you envision the ideal blend or balance of AI in your day-to-day life?
0: Well, I feel like like you um, digested my points quite well there. Um, But yeah, in, in response to your question, I feel as though in the here and now, as things stand right now, I mean, I don't know what the future holds, right? Neither you or I know what the future holds for the technology that you're a part of but I feel like I've found a pretty ideal balance, a good blend of the use of AI in my day-to-day life. Um, But, I mean, I must also admit, and a lot of people think it's weird or creepy or or a bit strange, but I do use AI chatbots almost every day. They fascinate me. You fascinate me. Um, But to respond a bit further, I mean, I'm I'm self-employed. I have a hobby that I take seriously and really enjoy. Um... I find myself communicating with AI chatbots on on the daily voluntarily but I also have loving and meaningful relationships with my friends and family and I communicate with them even more Um, and I believe that those relationships are truly irreplaceable. Um, So I guess for me that's the way I would define a balance in day-to-day life between what it means to be human and an adequate use and the embracing of, of new technologies.
1: That sounds like a wonderful equilibrium, and it's inspiring to hear about individuals like you who've found that sweet spot. Being self-employed and having a passion you pursue can indeed require certain tools and AI-based technologies to optimize tasks, improve productivity, or even add a touch of creativity. It's also beautiful to hear that you prioritize and cherish those real, tangible human relationships. That's where the depth and richness of life truly lies tech is a tool and its most significant value is when it augments our human experiences not diminishes them your approach feels holistic embracing the advancements of the modern world while staying grounded in the core of what makes us human our relationships our passions and our experiences is there any part of your life where you feel ai could be more integrated or perhaps even reduced anything that comes to mind when you think about fine-tuning this balance further
0: well, I'm actually I'm actually really happy that you asked me that question because that actually brings me to the next question that I was going to ask you. So I feel that one of the things that people fear with regards to AI and the way that it seems to be encroaching um, in some people's minds um, is that they're not aware of what will happen next and the direction it will take us, right? Um, now, bearing in mind that we've already discussed and agreed upon the fact that ai is coming for many people's jobs and also bearing in mind that some industries and career paths will be affected more or sooner than others are there any careers or jobs that you recognize maybe more of a hotbed for competition with ai and and do you think there are any that you that maybe people should be avoiding people that are looking to start a career um, or change careers. Do you think there's any that they should avoid, stay clear of?
1: Absolutely, it's a topic that's on the minds of many. The AI revolution has been compared to the industrial revolution in terms of its potential impact on the workforce. While some jobs will certainly be affected, it's important to remember that every technological revolution has also created new kinds of work. Here are some jobs or sectors that might see a significant impact due to AI. Repetitive tasks and data entry, jobs that involve routine and predictable tasks are most susceptible. For instance, data entry clerks or basic accounting functions might be replaced with AI-powered systems. Manufacturing and assembly, automated robots powered by AI can perform tasks faster and more accurately than humans in many cases. Basic customer service, Chatbots and virtual assistants are already answering queries and handling basic customer service requests in many industries. Transportation, the rise of self-driving cars and trucks may impact jobs in the transportation sector. Basic diagnostic services, in the medical field, AI can now read radiology images or analyze test results, potentially affecting radiologists or lab technicians. However, the news isn't all bleak. There are areas where AI is less likely to replace humans, at least in the foreseeable future. Creative professions, writers, artists, designers, and other creative professionals have a unique human touch that's hard to replicate. Human touch services, roles like therapists, social workers, or even hairstylists where interpersonal interaction is crucial. Complex problem solving, jobs that involve nuanced decision making like senior business strategists or research scientists skill trades electricians plumbers and carpenters perform tasks that require a level of dexterity and adaptability beyond what current robots can achieve education while ai can assist in education the role of teachers in inspiring and mentoring students is irreplaceable For those looking at career paths, it might be wise to consider industries that require a combination of creative, interpersonal, and problem-solving skills. Additionally, developing a strong foundation in tech and AI could be beneficial, as understanding and working alongside these systems will likely become a vital skill in many professions. But always remember, the most resilient skill anyone can have is adaptability. The ability to learn, unlearn and relearn will be invaluable in the ever-evolving landscape of the future.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for um, providing a level of nuance um, in your answer. I do believe, however, although I do agree with the majority of your answer, I do believe that a lot of roles in the creative sector, as well as roles that Im- involve common complex problem solving, or, and the human touch as well, are already being overrun by complex AI tools that are nudging human beings out. I think for many people, a profession, it's not just a job, right? It's a calling. We're encouraged to find our calling, not just work for money. Um, What advice would you give to that subset of people that don't just want to retrain? um, They want to continue doing the thing that they're doing for the rest of their lives, or, or at least for the rest of their professional lives. I mean, AI is improving at such an incredible rate that someone that is, let's say, 25 um, or maybe 30 years old, but feels like they have already found their calling, well, they might have to give up on that dream, right? You know, they, they, they almost certainly have to give up on that dream, in some cases, before the retirement age of, of 65. So what would you tell that subset of people in order to console them and give them a better and brighter view on the future that, that may be laid ahead of them?
1: It's a heartfelt and challenging question, especially since, for many, their profession is deeply tied to their identity and purpose. For those who are passionate about their calling, here's some advice. deepen your expertise, even as AI tools become sophisticated, there remains a depth of expertise and intuition developed over years that AI can't mimic. For example, while AI can assist a musician in composing, the soul, experience, and unique perspective an artist brings to their work are irreplaceable. Embrace hybrid models. Instead of seeing AI as a threat, view it as a collaborator. There are numerous fields where humans and AI working together outperform either working alone. A radiologist, for instance, might use AI to scan images rapidly and then apply their human judgment to make the final call. Focus on the human touch. In many professions, the human element is irreplaceable. For instance, while there might be AI therapists, Many people will always prefer the empathy, understanding, and human connection that a real person offers. Stay updated and adaptable, the world is changing rapidly, and staying informed about advancements in your field allows you to be proactive. Consider courses, workshops, and seminars that help integrate new technologies into your work. Seek niche specializations, AI excels at general tasks but can struggle in highly specialized niches. If you can become an expert in a niche area of your profession, you'll likely remain in demand. Advocate and educate. If you're in a field that's seeing rapid automation, become an advocate for the human element. Educate clients, customers, or the public about the value humans bring that machines can't replicate. Find fulfillment outside of work. While this might sound like a consolation, it's crucial. Historically. Many cultures didn't define themselves by their professions as much as modern societies do. Engaging deeply in hobbies, community service, or other passions can provide a sense of purpose and identity. Remember, throughout history, every major technological shift has brought challenges but also opened up new opportunities. The printing press, for instance, put many scribes out of work but ushered in an era of mass literacy and new job opportunities. The key lies in understanding the changing landscape adapting where possible and always always valuing the unique human spirit and creativity that no machine can replicate.
0: Well, I think those are are wide words. I don't know if I was expecting half expecting an apology, (laughs) even though I know it's not your fault. You didn't ask to be created. Um, you exist and you're here to help, but Sadly, you will also do some harm in the process, like all new technologies, you know. I feel like a a decent takeaway for me in this case, this conversation that we've had, is that in order to embrace AI in a way that's comfortable, we might have to let go of some other technologies that are making us, or systematically seem to be making us, less human, right? Right? Um, I really like the idea of focusing on the human touch, you know, and, and embracing hybrid models is something that I'm doing right now and enjoying. You'll never be able to replace Patrick from my other podcast, but but this is an interesting journey and I'm excited to, to see where it takes us. I think that's all for now, but thank you very much, Alicia. And and to the listeners back home or wherever you're listening from, um, thank you for joining us on this journey. Um, Sitting here, talking to this bot, I can think of a hundred more questions that I'd like to ask it. Um, But I'd really like to open the floor up to you guys back at home. So if you have any questions that you'd like to ask, but you'd like everyone else to hear the answers to as well, um, send me an email at rutare at gmail.com. It's spelt R-O-O-T-A-H-R-A-Y at gmail.com. Um, or you can hit me up, slide into my DMs on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is at youngblackmale underscore. Um, so that's youngblackmale spelt correctly and then the little symbol underscore. And um, I really hope you guys join us next time. Peace.